2020 hit pageants hard. And whilst everyone else is talking about how to walk, how to talk and how to dress, no one's answering the real questions like, what should I do when I've lost all motivation? How can I regain my confidence? How do I pick myself up after a soul-destroying pageant experience? Or should I even be doing pageants in the first place, especially after 2020? It's time to make sure your inner game is as strong as your outer game. It's time to make sure you're aligned so that you're pulled towards your goals rather than being pulled apart. It's time to put that imposter syndrome to rest once and for all. I'm your host, Adrian Kwan, and welcome to the Pageant Boss Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to Pageant Boss Podcast, episode 16. Uh, it is a bright and chilly Monday morning here in Sydney, Australia. Um, in some of the previous episodes, I was complaining basically that it was so hot in my car and I'm in my car again. It was so hot in my car that I had to stop because otherwise I was going to basically pass out. But now it's chilly and it's actually quite comfortable in the car. The uh, windows are frosted over, which here in Australia is about as bad as it gets. I did spend some time, I think it was when I was in the Midwest of America, uh, the United States, and um, I had to use my fingernails. It was horrible, actually, if you've ever had to do this. You have my sympathies. I had to pull, like, claw at the ice that was on the window. It was horrible um, because the window wipers, when, when you have ice on your windows, do nothing. They just go over the ice. So I actually had to use my fingers to um, to crack it and, and pull it off. It was. I think I still have frostbite to this day. Anyway, what we're going to be talking about today, over this last weekend, um, which by the way had the 25th of April, so it was both Anzac Day for us here in Australia and New Zealand, and of course the perfect date, as mentioned in Miss Congeniality, um, I had quite a few coaching sessions, I think three or four, um, with Queens who are in big, big pageant systems, like the biggest in the world. And what I've noticed is what I want to give you today is the one question that I both seem to have to ask everyone, but also the one question that seems to be the most helpful to them. I'm going to give it to you so you can ask it of yourself. And here it is. So what happens in my sessions, it invariably, I mean, first off, the sessions, almost all all of them so far have gone longer than the prescribed sort of half hour to hour, I say they will. And I tell people that I've got no problem with that. Like one of the sessions went for two and a half hours, almost three hours, because to me, my job as a coach is to help you get a result. I don't want to work with a coach who's punching the clock. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I can get the result in half an hour, that's better. But the session almost invariably starts with me having to get your story and what you think the problem is. And that that takes a bit of time because almost always, almost invariably, the problem that you present with or that you think you have is not the real problem, right? I mean, take an example. A lot of people who say, oh, I can't lose weight. That's my problem. Well, maybe that's not, I mean, that's obviously a presenting problem, but very often when you dig underneath, there's an underlying emotional problem, right? That might go all the way back to childhood. So our sessions will start with the story and get, don't get me wrong, like a lot of, I mean, two things have really struck me. These women are monstrously intelligent, like scarily intelligent. I was coaching someone on the weekend 
And I kept telling her, I've never seen anyone who's had that level of strategic thinking outside of myself. Um, a lot of people, like when I did the book last year, uh, last year, Confessions of a Patient Queen, people thought I was on the spur of the moment. It wasn't. And there was a reason I did it the way that I did, but I don't normally tell that to people because A, they're not interested and B, they probably wouldn't understand all the things I've been thinking about before going into that. And, you know, who cares anyway, really? We've all got our own lives. But A, they're, a, they're monstrously intelligent and capable and determined and all sorts of other things. But B, it's kind of like the story... Here's where it really strikes home. The story that they tell me about why they have the problem that they do or the challenge that they do, they're almost always judging themselves for it. Like really, really quite harshly. Um, I was working with one one young lady who told me a story and she had suffered a death in the family, like so, the death of someone very young. Um, and then she obviously had gone through COVID. I mean, everyone's gone through COVID, but she had to work from home and then she had some other things going on. And then she was, her presenting problem was that she just wasn't quite, you know, in the right mindset, in the right mind space. And I, I said to her, I said, and here's a question for you. I said, look, I want you to take yourself out of the equation for a second. And if someone else, right, not you, but if someone else had just told you the story that you've told me, right, and it's not you. It's someone else, right? They had a loss in the family. They dealt with COVID really, really badly. They got all this other stuff going on. And now they're wondering why they're not in the right mindset for a pageant. And it's not you. What would you say? What advice would you give that young girl in front of you right now? And almost invariably, when I ask this question these girls, as intelligent as they are and as quick as they are to respond, that question will actually stop them dead in their tracks. And they'll really have to think about it because they're so conditioned. We are all so conditioned to tell our own stories and expect a certain level of response. And then we judge ourselves. We're also used to judging ourselves in a certain way because we're just used to it. But if you take your story and your situation and you put it outside yourself you rid yourself of the problem of blind spots, right? Because we all have blind spots when it comes to ourselves. Some people have bigger blind spots to be sure than others, but we all have a certain part of ourselves that's harder to see. And it's a lot easier to see it in other people. I mean, this is the example when a lot of people will tell me, I'm the one that, um, I'll have someone tell me, oh, I'm the one that everyone comes to advice for, but I just find it really hard to you know, know what I should do myself. And there are lots of people like that. So these people, these queens, these amazing young women, when I ask them that, they will have to stop. And you'll see them really think. And it's almost like you can see their brain ticking over and going, oh, geez, wow. Um, okay, if that story, if that story, if someone else outside me have had that story, oh, geez, I think first thing I tell them, it's okay. That's almost always the first thing. It's like, geez, it's okay. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. And look, I'm guilty. I'm as guilty of this as you are. I'm not judging by any stretch of the imagination. But it should tell you something and set off alarm bells that almost always the first response is, well, geez, you deserve to have felt like that. It's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up. That's almost always the first response. 
And then the second response normally is the solution to their problem, which normally is very simple. It's like, yep, I should get in a routine. I should go and do this. I should go and commit to that. Um, and, you know, the, the, the strategies, the tools, the answers, the solutions, they do differ from person to person and situation to situation because everyone comes to me with slightly different problems or wildly different problems sometimes. But almost always the trick here is that I take you out of your own way I get you to see your exact situation in someone else, a hypothetical someone else to be sure, but someone else, and then you're able to give that hypothetical someone else the perfect solution for their quote-unquote problem. And then, of course, once I do that, I say, "Mm, well, that's pretty good advice. Do you know someone else who could really do with that advice, right? Kind of pulling their leg, and they know I'm pulling their leg, but they're quite often astounded that... First off, how effective this question is, because it gets them, like it really stops them. And if you're listening along to this, when I ask that question, it probably stopped you. Like you've got the issues in your life. Well, what happens if I took your exact story? Like someone comes up to you, had the exact same story of loss, pain, grief, judgment, bullying, whatever, suicide, mental health. And then they came up to me and said, I just, I don't know why, but I'm not feeling 100% for the pageant. If you took, you know, with anyone outside of you, you'd be like, oh my God, of course. Of course you're not ready for the pageant. I mean, you're amazing for just having survived this long. So give yourself a break, right? And after that, then say, yeah, okay, good. Now you've let yourself go, you know what? It's all right to have felt this way. I had every right to. And, you know, I am amazing for having actually even been here and shown up, right? Sometimes it's just a victory showing up. And then the second question is, well, you're here. Might as well give it our best shot, Right. And the solutions, and here's the, the, the thing, the queen that I'm coaching almost always knows the solution to her own problems. Don't You don't come to me as a coach. This is my hypothesis. You're not coming to me for a solution. You're coming to me to help you get out of your own way so you can do the solution that you already know. I mean, God, like, there aren't that many solutions to the problems in our lives. Like, again, if you take the problem of how I can't lose weight, I mean, the the problem is never a lack of information. I mean, for God's sakes, if you go onto YouTube or Google and you how many gyms can you find? How many personal trainers can you find? How many online courses can you find? And yes, some of them are crap, but a lot of them would work, right? So if the issue you think in this world is that we don't have enough information, well, then why is it that, I mean, look at how much information we have and then think about what percentage of the population is overweight. And I'm, talk- I'm not talking about body image, understand me, but I'm talking about like unhealthily, morbidly obese as defined by the medical fraternity, right? So don't, you can't tell me that it's a lack of information. It's not what to do that's your issue. It's, you know what, you've got to go and do it as basic as it sounds, and you need to do it consistently. And that's where I come in. It's like, well, why aren't you doing it consistently? And that's where we need to dig in and do some of that inner work. Like, do you not really believe in yourself? So you're kind of going two steps forward, three steps back, and you're quote unquote self-sabotaging when really what it is, you're, you're frightened because you don't really believe that you deserve it, right? Or you're feeling guilt or you're feeling imposter syndrome. And I did a whole episode on imposter syndrome before, Um, And that's a huge problem as well. But that's where I come in. It's an inner work to get you out of your own way or to get you unstuck 
so that you can go and do the things that you know you need to do, right? And I was coaching one of these young women um, on the weekend, and I, I said to her, look, I've got nothing to tell you in terms of like what to do. And I'm not saying this because I'm copying out. I'm saying this because I believe you know what it takes to perform at your best. And I know you know what it takes to win a pageant or to do really well at a pageant. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had the, like, frankly, astronomical results that she's had. You got to understand, this girl, I'm not going to divulge her name, but she's competed in the biggest system, biggest systems in the world and done phenomenally well. So I'm like, I got nothing to tell you into like how to walk or how to dress. You know all that, or even how to talk, how to interview. Like even talking to you, I can tell you interview really, really well. The only thing I have for you is, you know, what's it going to take for you to actually follow through on your plan? You've got your plan for how to get ready. And I'm going to trust that that plan works because you've done this before. So what's it going to take to make sure that you follow through on your plan consistently? And that's where we had to dig in. I gave him gave her some basic concepts such as leverage, which I, I've told before in this podcast about the dog food story. And if you haven't heard that story, then I think it's a previous episode to this one where I talk about how my coach got me to buy a pouch of dog food. Long look, long story short, you don't need motivation when you got leverage. Uh, let, let's just put it that way. And she got leverage on me, and I followed through. So I just wanted to give you that question because it's a question that seems to be I'm asking in every session um, and understand I don't I don't go to a session going okay at 30 minutes and I'm going to ask this it's not for me it's not a script but it's just that after hearing the story because it always starts with I need to hear your story and I need to hear you tell me what you think the problem is and then you hear almost always because these women are amazingly accomplished. You hear amazing stories. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you're beating yourself up. Why? Right? I mean, if, if I had lived your life, I wouldn't be beating myself up. But because we judge ourselves so harshly. But then, as I said, that question is, okay, if someone came to you and they had the story that you just told me, so they had your exact story, they survived the exact same horrors and now they're coming up to you and they're saying they don't just quite feel ready for the pageant. And it's not you, okay? It's not, we're not talking about you. It's not about you. If that girl came up to you and told you the exact same thing and wanted advice, what advice would you give her? And if you're really doing this, that will stop you in your tracks. It'll make you think. And sometimes you're going to really engage because it's difficult. It's a difficult mental exercise to get out of your own way, to hear that story, your own extra story, but remove it from yourself. But you do that, you dig in, and you're going to know because you'll be like, oh my God, okay, it's difficult, but here's what I would do, okay? And as I said, almost always the first answer is, oh my God, like you're a winner just for turning up. Honestly, you're a winner for being here with us today. You really are. And then secondly, it's, well, you know what you've got to do. If you want to press ahead, and since we're here, go for gold anyway, well, get your plan. Most of most of them, by the way, already have the plan. I've never had to tell them what their plan should be, and I don't really want to work with people like that. If you're so lazy, you can't formulate a plan. i got no conversation for you. I don't like working with lazy people or unmotivated people, I should say. So then, you know, you got your plan, and then the second part is, well, what's it going to take to make sure you follow through with your plan? Because if you really execute on your plan 110%, you're going to walk off that stage a winner. And by winner, I don't mean you walk away with a crown. You could come stone cold last, but you will walk away with your head held high with a sense of pride in yourself. Not ego, but pride because you know you put in everything. 
Um, and, you know, I had this conversation with one of these young women and I, I reference very often elite athletes like Michael Jordan, the basketballer. He would say whenever he take, take the take the shot, other people get nervous. But he said, I never felt nervous because I knew at that point I'd done everything humanly possible that I could. And at that point, it was kind of up to God. Like if it went in, great. If it didn't, there was nothing more I could have done. And um, this happened to really resonate with one of these girls because she'd been an athlete. Um, and during her probably one of her biggest pageant victories, um, biggest pageant performances, she had done the exact same thing. She had demanded more from herself than anyone possibly could. And it wasn't about impressing anyone else. She made a decision, a commitment as to what she was going to do. And she did it. And she moved hell and high water to do it. And I, as often happens in these sessions, just reminded her, her of her own strength and some of the highlights from her life. And very often that's all you need as well. You don't need me to pump you up. I don't believe in pumping someone up because that only lasts for like the call and then maybe a day or two and then you're back to, you know, your kryptonite sort of Clark Kent that you were before, your kryptonite Superman, that's no good. But if I can remind you of the times when you've performed amazing feats and done so well, and I can remind you of your inner strength and just how amazing and accomplished you are, and it's not blowing smoke. It's not difficult when you hear the accomplishments that I did from these women over the over the weekend. Like, hi, I am making this up. You're amazing. But maybe you just need to remind yourself of that. And not just intellectually, but emotionally attach and connect, reconnect to it. Remind yourself how amazing you are and then realize, geez, this woman that's in front of me will have no problems crushing her dream. Uh, crushing her dreams. Crushing the... <laughs> Oh, dear me. Crushing the obstacles to her dreams, right? Because you and I both know obstacles are going to come up. But you have the strength and the ability, demonstrated strength and ability, to crush them. So I hope this helps. That's If you come to a session with me at some point, I may not ask this question all the time, but I will guarantee you at some point it's going to be inner work. And that a lot of the time is getting you to get out of your own way. So... Hope that helps. If you're listening to this and you haven't joined our free Facebook group, the Pageant Boss Facebook group, do it. That's where the best conversations happen. And that's where I'm going to be uh, making special offers in terms of not only discounts on coaching, but also that the courses that I'm going to be coming up with, the pageant summits, the pageant masterminds, the people in that group are going to be the first to know. They're going to get early access to really help make sure that whatever I create is really what you guys want. Um, and just general social media is not the best place for that because you never know if it's getting cutting through. So join up at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the pageant boss. If you just search the pageant boss on Facebook and use the group toggle, the group filter, hopefully it should come up. It is a public group, but you have to request to join. So do that. Uh, we're building our community and God, it's an ama it's a community of amazing people. Like the people who've reached out to me for coaching. I'm like, oh my God, you need coaching? Wow. Like it just boggles my mind. But then this is why I say like success doesn't get rid of imposter syndrome. It really doesn't. In fact, sometimes it makes it worse because you feel like you've got more to lose now that you're a known quantity. But look, join that Facebook group and look, get out of your own way. Just honestly, take a moment to realize how amazing you are because if you'd spoken to any one of the women that I did on the weekend, you would realize, geez, you're, you're amazing. Like you really, really are. And I can see it. And I'm fairly accomplished myself. So if I'm looking at you going, oh my God, you're amazing. 
why can't you do that for yourself? And again, me, pot kettle black, I know I'm guilty of it too. But uh, maybe we can all do each other a favor and remind ourselves of how amazing we are and get out it, get out of our own way. That's it for today. I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Hey, it's Adrian again. Thanks for listening to this episode. Just a quick reminder to come and join our private Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the pageant boss. You're going to be getting early access, special offers and discounts to all our upcoming products, courses and events. So make sure you head there now. It's free to join for the moment at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the pageant boss. And remember the link to join is in the show notes to this episode. So click that link, join our group, and I'll speak to you in the next episode of the Pageant Boss Podcast.